we're talking about uh, the battlefield mind and how our mind can be disciplined when we read the word, we study the word, when we pray, we get along with the Lord. It's that, that area of discipline in our minds. And if we can go to the screen today, 1 Corinthians 2.16, we want to back up what we're giving here today by the word of God. Amen. As uh, Apostle Yvonne was saying, her mom always told us, sift everything that comes uh, is given to us. I remember times I would be sitting down with, with uh, my mother-in-law. And she'd be teaching on something. She, she would say, brother, even as her son-in-law, she would call me brother. She said, brother, don't take what I'm giving you just because I'm giving it to you. Listen to what I'm saying and sift it. Sift it through the word of God and ask God to reveal to you to the word. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to be sifting this today. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? The Bible says, but we have the mind of Christ. What is the mind of Christ? It's a mind of discipline. Amen? Amen. In Ephesians 4.23. To the church at Ephesus, Paul was very strict in the, in the whole uh, teachings of uh, the book of Ephesians. Paul was very strict. He was very demanding and very purposed in what he was giving to the church at Ephesus. And one of the things, you know, he had come back to the church of Ephesus. He was there before he came back, and all this stuff was going on. He said, hey, you were, you were raised up in the spirit, leading in the spirit, operating in the spirit. What are you doing? What you, why are you doing what you're doing now? Which is contrary to the word of God. He says, but be renewed in the spirit. Come on, in the spirit of your mind. Amen. The renewing of the mind. Yes. Amen. So who does, uh, where does the renewing come from? It comes from reading your Bible. Come on, reading, meditating, thinking about it, being in a thoughtful state of, of what the Holy Spirit is saying to you through prayer, through fasting, going into your prayer closet for sessions of intimacy with God. Uh, Brother, Brother Michael, I have come to understand that this was the... Ma- uh, this, this is Brother Michael. I've come to the understanding that this was the master key, saint, to the ministry of Jesus when he was on the earth. It was his intimacy. Okay. He was his intimacy with the Father. Amen? Amen? Right now, some of you have your Bibles open. You're reading the Word of God. You're reading the Scriptures. This is intimacy. Yes. This is bringing a renewing of your mind, the spirit of your mind, to the things that God is asking you to do and asking you to speak. Amen. In his intimacy with God, Jesus kept his mind disciplined. It was well-balanced, knowing where to go at the exact time, where to be at the exact time. Is somebody in the house? What to say at the right time, what to do at the right time. Come on. In those moments when you're out from your house, you're out from your church, you're just about, God will speak to you at the most appropriate time to minister to that person who's passing you by. You don't have to know all the details that are going on in your life. But in that moment where God opens up a door of opportunity to minister to somebody, step into that at that time. It's reflected in the life of Christ and everything that he did. You read it in the four Gospels. Jesus was every, at every right time, at every right place. How did he know how to be there? How did he know what to speak? It's because he set aside time to be alone with the Father so the Father would speak to him. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I just give an example here. Jesus with his disciples, you know, he's like headed up to here with them. 
just kidding. And uh, he separates himself, and he goes to the high mountain to get along with God. And there God speaks to him, just as an example. He says, son, tomorrow you're going to be amongst a crowd of people, and they're going to be thronging you, they're going to be pressing on you, but there's going to be a woman who has an issue of blood, and she's going to come up behind you because I'm going to put in her faith to believe me according to my word that if she would simply just touch the hem of your garment, son, she knows she will be whole. So be ready. Get ready because it's going to happen. So the next day, Jesus is on the scene. He's in the crowds of people. We read it in the Bible. And he's walking through the crowds and people are pushing. And then all of a sudden, he says, who touched me? Because I feel virtue going out of my body. Jesus was in the right place, come on, at the right time, ready to exercise and be available to the woman who would be passing by. And the fulfillment of what God put in her heart, that faith in her to believe God for her healing manifested in her life. Amen. Amen. I want to um, go to Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. The stronghold of our past is where the devil operates. We've talked about that. So you have to start changing the conversation with yourself. Amen? And so in this it says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. That's good. I don't know how more specific he can become on that. See, I'm doing a new thing. You're that new thing. You're it. He's poured everything into you. And he didn't go and get some used anointing. Hey, he didn't go and get an old wineskin. No, he went and got something brand new to put in you and me. Brand new. We are given the best of the best. So if God is giving you the best of the best, and in your life others have given you the worst of the worst. Come on. You know your value because he's God, don't forget who he is. We have a problem with being concerned about what people think, and it starts at the playground. The moment we come into a group of people, then we start comparing ourselves Mm -hmm. to who's in the playground with us. Well, Nancy can really swing from those bars. I can't even touch them. You know, oh, I'm not athletic. Oh, I'm, oh, Julie has everyone around her. All the guys just really like her. I guess I'm not pretty. We start this dialogue, and it, sometimes we come from a great household. We came from families who just pour their love into us. But this constant ability that we want to partake in is to compare ourselves. And when we start comparing ourselves, do you know what happens? Not only does it start to break us down, Right? But then fear starts coming into us. So what? The enemy has gotten what he wants in a roundabout way because we brought it ourselves. And then when, we, when he does that, then we become fearful. I'm not enough. And yet the scripture tells us we're more than enough. Mm-hmm. Amen? You're doing a new thing. I'm, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So what he's telling you is fear not for I am there at all times. COVID, whatever your experience with it is, it doesn't matter. Because you know what you're doing today? You're here. You're standing. This is what speaks of the power of God in overcoming fear. 
Where are you now? Not where you were yesterday. Those yesterdays are gone. He doesn't remember them at all. The only one who wants to use them is the enemy. That's it. That's all he wants to do. You are an overcomer. Ephesians 4, 22, 24, Ooh, amplified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, we got to start doing some things here. we got to start activating those things so that we can stand and not deal with this idea of the spirit of fear any longer, no matter how it comes at us. Mm-hmm. Strip yourselves of your former Ooh, nature. Yeah. Put off and discard your old, renewed self, which un- unrenewed self, sorry, which characterized your previous manner of life and becomes corrupt through lust and desires that spring from delusion. I'm going to tell you delusion that's going on in the world today. Do not get caught up, especially our young people. Do not get caught up in it. It's called manifestation. Have you heard about it? Have you heard? Okay, well, I'm going to educate you. So they believe that if they they have these thoughts that they control, which, number one, is the first lie the enemy is telling them, that they can manifest in their life by pulling from those things of the energy of this world to come to them. Okay? Now, when I first heard the phrase, I go, huh? Because we use the word manifestation, right? The manifestation of who? The Holy Spirit. He's truth. Huh? Yeah, that too. Well, this one, they're actually calling forth the demons to manifest. So be very watchful of what's going on in the world because we can get caught up in in words. You need to understand who he is, who you are, and that we are renewed. And if you're renewed, then your mind is in in total alignment with the Holy Spirit. If it doesn't sound right, if you don't feel right, it is not of him. Amen? The days are coming, my people, God says, that you will be deceived by those who come, that you will see them, and they will have a false light upon them. Do not be trapped. Do not be caught. Know that I have set, I have set my warriors to do warfare on your behalf. Call upon them, and they shall show up. But if you do not call, I cannot come. If you do not know who you are, I cannot move. If you do not call my name, for I say I brought my name into this world. His name was Jesus. And if you cannot call upon him with all your heart and know that he is moving on your behalf, then you will be lost to a generation of lost generations, saith Lord God. Amen. 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 Okay, I, I had to get the look. I had to get the look from Apostle Morning. So I'm going to bless somebody else here today in Jesus' mighty name. Here you go, man of God. All right. So, again, you know, through this, this presentation of the, the battlefield of mind, we are here to expose the enemy himself, and yeah. we won't go out in all the names, but it, who's behind these spirits of fear? It's Belial himself. It's Satan himself. And I want to give something to you that we've learned years ago. And this is this. The one demon spirit that controls, dominates, possesses, oppresses, vexes with frustration and worry and torment 
out of 10 people in the world today, including born-again Christians, is that spirit of fear. And when the spirit of fear comes through in our mind, if we don't take authority against it, it will paralyze you. Come on. It will stop you from stepping to the next thing that God is asking you to do. And Timothy writes in 2 Timothy 1, 7, he gives, and we heard this when, when COVID hit. It was, I think, the most predominant scripture that was being put out by the people uh, behind the pulpit. And it says, for God has not given us that spirit of fear. One of the translations is the spirit of fear. But we targeted that spirit of fear. Amen? A, a spirit of cowardness. And when you read this, uh, in, in the scriptures, it's the only place where God uses this word cowardness or a spirit of fear as cowardice. It's the only place in the Bible. Amen? He says, but God's not giving us a, a spirit of fear, but of power. Come on. Yes. God's power that is inherited. Come on. It's built in every believer. It's deeply, deeply rooted. It's inseparable power. Power to watch this. This was so good. I, I, I had to get a, I had to take another shot on this one. <laughs> power to re reproduce itself, saints. That's in you, implying that the the constant, continual activity in us for reproduction for continual use. It doesn't stop. That power doesn't stop. It continues to operate in you and through you. Sometimes we've got to go over and flick on the switch to get the electricity flowing so the power will, will, will move through us. And so what God's saying here is that when the suggestion, the thoughts that would provoke fear become active, it is up to the believer to go into action against it. We sit back, oh, God's going to do it for me. God's going to, he's already done it. Come on, it's already taken care. Now you got to step up to the plate. Come on, stand there with that back. Get ready for that pitch, amen? And when it comes, man, hit a grand slam. Knock that sucker out. Oh, excuse me. Knock that thing out the wall, <laughs> out, the, out the field in Jesus' mighty name. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. And I got a note here uh, to address those of you that are online as well and those in the sanctuary. Stop waiting for God. To act against those spirits of fear. He's already done his part. It's up to you to step into that action and call out those spirits of fear and command them to go. Release out of your mouth God's word with authority to go with the same commanded authority to be bound and then set into the desert place that it cannot return to your mind again. No response. I see people fluffing their hair. And, and, uh, all right. So... And we talked about this. Why does it keep coming back? It's not that same spirit of fear. It's a spirit that has come from a legion of spirits of fear. Amen? Amen. Not that spirit of fear, but the spirit of love, gapi, unconditional love, well-deserved for a sound mind, the mind of Christ, a well-disciplined mind. Amen? Amen? And I want to break this down really, really quick here because I was looking up in the, in the concordance there and breaking down the word discipline in the Greek talks about Saving the mind. A disciplined mind is saving the mind. It's having the, sound, the soundness of mind and the mind of self-control, which is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Come on, there's somebody in the house. Yes. 
A well-disciplined, orderly uh, mind is well-organized. A mind will, uh, will help you win the battle that is going on in your mind. Amen? And so we see, we understand here too, saints, that the discipline, the, the uh, let's see, how can we do this? Let me, let me gather. The discipline is one of the many characteristics, the attributes that's innate, inborn in the life of every man, woman, and child, and has nothing to do with you being born again. It's one of the characteristics God puts in you, which is one of his characteristics when he created you in his likeness and in his image. The life of Jesus was a life devoted to discipline, to reveal the kingdom of God and the earth that was in play throughout his entire life. You, we become that reflection. Even the apostle Paul understood that without discipline, he would not be able to do what God commanded him to do. Amen? Even after Paul's road to Damascus experience, the apostle Paul of faith had an issue with discipline. Amen? Let's go to, I'll turn this over to you in just a minute. Let's go to the screen, Romans chapter 7. Now, this is talking about the conflict of two natures. Amen? Come on, of two natures here. The nature of the spirit and the nature of the natural man. Verse 4, he says, this is Paul to the church at Rome. He says, we know that the law... Now, let me, before I go into this, you've got to read the entire, script, uh, the entire chapter. Read the chapter before, read that chapter, and read the chapter after, and you'll see how God brings this into the mind. But we're going to focus in on, on verses 14 through 15. Because this was Paul's struggle. Remember, he had, a born, he had a road to Damascus experience. We are just watching, Yvonne and I were watching a, a movie last night. Um, Paul... The Damascus journey, so powerful. It was so powerful. And we understand that in his, his experience on the road to Damascus, Paul had a supernatural um, encounter with the Holy Spirit. He knew the mind of God. God revealed him so many things. He began to function and operate at a different level uh, of, of expression. And the very thing that he was doing to, to the Christians, he stopped doing. And all of a sudden, God gets a hold of him. He understands the agape of God, the love of God, and he begins to minister and to preach and to teach and function in that, that place of agape, love towards his people. But in the midst of this, as he's writing, the, the Bible says that Paul wrote almost two-thirds of the New Testament. And in his time of writing these, these, these epistles, Paul struggled. Even after his experience, his road to Damascus, he struggled in the, in the, in the, in the flesh. Yes. The enemy would come against his mind, and it's evidenced in the scriptures. And Paul had to deal with it, just like we have to deal with it. He says, we know that the law is spiritual, but I am a creature of the flesh, worldly, self-reliant, carnal, and unspiritual, sold into slavery and to sin, and serving under its control. For I do not understand my own actions. I'm baffled and bewildered by them. I don't practice what I want to do, but I'm doing the very thing I hate and yield to the human nature, uh, my worldliness, my sinful capacity. So here it gives a description how the enemy is coming against Paul's mind. Come on, thoughts of doubt, thoughts of unbelief, temptations, all the things that we experience in our lives. But then we see a demonstration of the power of Paul. The apostle Paul Emphasis added, explained that he too had to be disciplined in his mind in order to do what God required him to do. 
knowing what the apostle of faith would encounter as God sent him from place to place to preach the gospel of Jesus without question, his mind was hit with a spirit of fear. He knew what he was going to encounter when he would go to the different places, the different cities that God he, he would send him to. Can you imagine knowing you're going to be stoned, you're going to be flogged? Come on, what do you think went on in his mind? Everything that the enemy would try to do, bring doubt and unbelief, to, to, to paralyze him with fear so he wouldn't go. But in the midst of it, God, Paul took authority over it with the word of God and put it into place. Therefore, he was able to go into those places, come on, and do what God had asked him to do. Go ahead, Serena. Hallelujah. You may know the word. You may have it memorized. But it's not enough anymore. In fact, it never has been. See, we have to know Jesus. You see, if someone were to make an accusation of my sister Megan, I know Megan. That's not her. I would stand with her and I would die with her because I know that's not her. We have to be so sure of our relationship with our Lord and our Savior. He's not something we pick up on Sunday and expect to know him in the days ahead. When someone comes to you and you're in need and they say a scripture to you as if that's all that's needed, how does that make you feel? They're not connecting with me. They're giving me something I already know, but I need more. And what you need is the power of our Savior. When you have the word in you, it's good. It's powerful. But when you have the relationship that you're supposed to have with your king, with your Lord, with your father, with your savior, all the names that he is, when you know him at every level of every name that you call upon him, do you know how much strength that gives you for the days ahead are what this is about? It's not for your now, believe it or not. It's for your tomorrows. God has today, but he also has tomorrow. But when you know him, then you know what he has for you tomorrow. And it's a good thing. How many times do you hear, God is good all the time? So then you look at those circumstances. See, we know. We've been there. Have you had a doctor come and tell you there's nothing more we can do? We've been there. We know. When you have to stand, no one else can stand as firm with you as Jesus Christ himself. Hallelujah. Many have been experiencing things in the body of Christ because they feel the 
body of Christ isn't there for them. But you know the body of Christ was to come into unity with you. But who's there for you is Jesus Christ. The Jesus Christ in you, the Jesus Christ in you, and the Jesus Christ in you. That is who is with me. Let's start talking like Jesus Christ instead of talking as if we don't know him and we know what he said, but we'll just give that out. Because I'm going to tell you, when God makes himself, when he makes himself known to you through a Bible verse, through an experience in his word, that word becomes real, doesn't it? I can share mine. By his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. I said it. I believed it. But I know it because I'm standing here in front of you today. That's how I know it. So now if I know what that scripture means, when I speak into your life and says, by the stripes, you are healed. And then you just go into warfare. This isn't a time where you're just giving a scripture. This is a time where you're opening that door with that scripture. And you start moving in there. And that spirit of fear starts to struggle with that and starts to push away and say, well, they don't understand. That's the spirit of fear talking to you because he doesn't want you to step into what God has for you. Start embracing and knowing and discerning who is with you. And those that aren't, let God deal with it. Amen? Amen. So, saints, we're going we're gonna to wrap this up here in just a few minutes because the anointing is in the house. Uh, Apostle Yvonne and I are going to be laying hands on you, but let's, let's just wrap this up with this. Knowing... What the apostle of faith, Paul, would encounter is God sent him from place to place to preach the gospel of Jesus. Without question, his mind was hit with a spirit of fear. Do we all agree on that? Yes. One person here. Yeah. Come on. All right. Without question, fear combined with doubt and unbelief hit and entered the mind of the apostle of faith. Often attached to fear... And we're going to do this today, and I'm getting happy. <laughs> Often attached to fear comes panic, nervousness that can accelerate to terror. Also attached to fear comes anxiety, worry, agitation, even panic. Amen? Amen. And I'll give this to you as, as something that I've experienced was, it was months ago where I was getting bombarded at night. I'd go to bed, go to sleep, and I'd wake up, not by the Holy Ghost, but by a spirit that was activating in the spiritual realm. And I'd wake up to that thing, and my mind would get it. Boom, anxiety, fear, and what happens, uh, the body will go, the the chemicals in our body, uh, and the hormones in our body will begin to react to those those things that are going on in our lives, amen? And so it took a while, and finally we got a, I got a hold of this and began to put the word of God into effect. You know what? I sleep through the night now. Yes. You're not yes. hearing me. I sleep yes. through the night now, yes. amen, because I've learned how to apply the word of God to these yes. spirits that will come against my mind. I wake up, they come in. We don't have a conversation. I put the enemy in place, and I go right back to sleep. 
But there were months I was only getting two, maybe three hours of, of sleep. Yes. My wife will witness that. I'd wake up in the morning, and it would often happen on a Sunday night. Come on, prior to a Monday service. Come on, come on, amen? But, but through it all, God carries you through. He carries you through. So since all these strategies, these attempts of the enemy, are lies trying to paralyze you from advancing the kingdom of God in the earth. And so today we have a good word. We have a sure word of prophecy. In 2 Timothy 1.6, the apostle Paul taught Timothy, his spiritual son, to take charge. Yes. Take charge of his mind. Using the innate gift, the characteristics, the attributes of discipline. Remembering to stir up within himself the gift of God. Yes. And when the enemy tries to enter through the eye gate, the ear gate, conversations, the five senses, through dreams or visions, put a stop to it. Place the demand on the spirit of fear and the assignment attached to it. Refute it. Renounce it. Reject it. Your demand for the spirit of fear and everything that is associated with it, it must go. And their assignments must go. Uh, the assignments against your mind must go and they will fail. But don't wait on God. Come on, saints. Don't wait on God. He's already done his part. It's up to you to do your part. And remember, it is the thought, the suggestion, the thoughts as seeds of temptation that are assigned to target the mind of the believer, to draw, to pull them away, to redirect their path from the direction God is promoting them to. One of the, one of the main things that the enemy does to bring fear is to rob you of your peace. Come on. We'll rob you of the peace of God that is in you. But we say it, and we'll say it till we get raptured. The devil's a liar and the father of every lie. Can I get a witness in the house? So we've got a word. We always got a word, but <laughs> the battlefield of your minds are now being appraised as you sit here right now. The battlefield of your minds are now being appraised, evaluated, and reviewed by Yah. Yes. God. The how can you not? How can you not smile when you talk about the things of God? Come on, yes. God, the uncreated one. Okay, today, as these words are being released. And they are related to what you are experiencing in your minds. And I need everybody's undivided attention. Put down your mobile devices. Close your Bibles. Put down your notes. We need your undivided attention because we're going to move. We're going to jump on this like a blue jay on a June bug. And we're going to go after this thing right now. So as these words are being released, we suggest that you stand. As these words, not right now. As these words are being released, we suggest that you acknowledge them by standing up. Amen? Standing to your feet. Lift your hands and your voices to God. Come on. Come on. Release your spiritual languages. Offer your sacrifices of praise as worship to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, the Son of living God. Right now. Are you ready? Right now. Somebody say, right now. Throw a little accent on Right now. Right now, fear is being appraised in your mind, and it has got to go. It's got to go. Come on, it's got to go. 
Right now, worry has been appraised in your mind and it's got to go. Right now, anxiety has been appraised in your mind and it's got to go. Right now, doubt and unbelief has been appraised in your mind and it's got to go. If this is for you, stand to your feet, lift your hands to heaven and give God praise. Right now, unbelief has been appraised in your mind and it's got to go. Oppression has been appraised in your mind and it has got to go. Depression has been appraised in your mind and it's got to go. Right now, worthiness has been appraised in your mind and it has got to go. Here is the reverse to those curses and those are curses sent by the enemy himself. Amen? Right now, your confidence with the mind of Christ is being restored. Right now, your self-esteem with the mind of Christ is being restored. Right now, the mind of Christ that is in you is being restored. Right now, the confidence of your salvation is being restored. Right now, your soul is being restored. Right now, the confirmation for your healing spirit, soul, and body is being restored right now. Right now, the confirmation of every prophetic word spoken into your life is being restored right now. Will somebody give a shout of praise to the King of kings and the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. So God has prepared an atmosphere right now. And we're going to move on this directly. This is the first time that the Spirit of God has instructed Apostle Yvonne and myself to do this. We're going to have you line up. We've done this about it, but you're going to come up individually. And both of us simultaneously are going to anoint you with oil and we're going to speak into your lives by the heart of the Father. Amen. Are you ready for that? Amen. Come on. Are you, can, can you believe God for this tonight? And knowing that as this proceeds, as it, listen to what, <coughs> excuse me, listen to what God said. As the days progressed, this was a night of teaching, Amen. a night of instruction. Now the responsibility is no longer in our hands; it's in your hands. And so, when the enemy tries to come against your mind, initiate the word of God. Come on, put this into effect. And the promise to you from God's word, not from us but from God's word that as you resist those things, that spirit of fear will have to flee. It will have to flee in Jesus' mighty name. Are you ready? Let's go ahead and bring the, the container up here for tithes and offerings as you come up. Uh, please give us, oh, you already got it set up here? Oh, you're awesome, sweetie. All right, real quick, one more book. Okay, got to be obedient here. Okay, hallelujah. God's going to put that in somebody's hand. I'll know, I'll know who it is when you come up. This is that book. Come on. You can start praying for it. No, I'm just kidding. Total provision and continual supply. A spiritual manifestation of God's promise to the believer. To a covenant that he's made through the life of his son. Amen. Hallelujah. And don't try to sneak around me to grab it. I'll give it to God's Amen. All right. So, Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, as your handmaiden and myself come together, we come into agreement according to your word, that as we position ourselves, our posture becomes one of yours. 
to position ourselves today to lay hands upon those who come in. Lord, we know there will be a divine intervention. That the initiation, the download of, there it is, understanding will come. That from this day forward, they will not stand as a victim against a spirit of fear, but they will walk away as victors against that spirit of fear in Jesus' mighty name. And all of God's people say, amen, amen, and amen. We love you. We appreciate you. Those of you online, it looks like we're going to be again operating on uh, down here on live stream again, but we encourage you, come on down, get a book handed to you or, or whatever. Come down and join us. We love you. We appreciate you. And with, the, with your permission, I want to release this uh, Arianic uh, prayer upon you. That the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord make his face shine upon you, that the Lord be gracious unto you, that the Lord would lift up his countenance upon you, and that the Lord God will give you his shalom, his peace. And the people of this house agree by saying, Amen, Amen, and Amen. God bless you. We will see you soon. God bless. All right, saints.